Hi guys, this is the time we got Seven Ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Just for wrestling, the JFW podcast. Hosted by Travis Day. Alongside me this evening is the most hated wrestling fan, Superfan Steve. And of course, the greatest referee in the world, Turtle. Guys, this is part two of the uh, two hour long uh, conversation we had. Uh, this week about wrestling. Obviously, we released the televised stuff earlier in the week. This is the independent side of it. Uh, Turtle talks a little bit about some of the companies he's worked with, and we kind of deep dive into the uh, the SCW show that happened this past Saturday. Uh, just a side note: I may or may not have got a little hostile when uh, talking about Terry. So nothing new. I do it a lot. Uh, haven't gotten in trouble for it yet, so, eh, fuck it. So, we're going to dive right back into uh, the conversation we had. This is the part two of the overall thing. This is the independent side of our conversation. Um, Nubby, you want to talk about your independent stuff, or do you want to talk about SCW first? Uh, we could save the best for last. I, I got, the stuff I got is pretty short, because I don't have enough information on it. Um, let's see, uh, maybe I'll start with, uh... Crash Test of Wrestling that happened also this past Saturday. Um, I don't have all results, yeah. but um, back in November, I believe, October or November, been a lot while already, um, CEO Jed J.J. Williamson uh, was abducted. <laughs> and he hasn't been around. We didn't know where he was. We were investigating on who it was. There's a video out there. I mean, if you look at it and you followed what's been going on, you could probably put two and two together. So we, you know, we kind of put blame on what the group High Society, which featured uh, CNC Destruction, which was Cody James and Chris Miller, mm-hmm. the corrupt lawyer Eric Schultz, Nick Diamond, the uh, manager Cameron Wayne, and I believe there was another guy in there, but I don't remember. Shit, there was. Uh, I think Nick Breaker was part of it, or he used them to get the title from Marche at a at an event. But um, so fast forward to now, Jeb Williamson is back. He was finally found. And it's been announced that it was High Society, mainly Chris Miller and Eric Schultz, who uh, uh, jumped him from behind, threw him in the car, and they took off not to be seen. So with that said, a match or a series of matches have has been announced for September I believe is the official date, September 24th. I do have to confirm that because there was a lot of dates mixed up mm-hmm. and not happening and cancellations. Um, each member of High Society, not including Brubaker because he was not officially a part of it, each member has to go through a gauntlet, and if they survive their gauntlet, they get a future title shot. Even the manager, Cameron Wayne, has to go through a gauntlet. And two people have been announced as part of that gauntlet against Cameron. Can you take a guess on who those two are, Mr. Travis? Uh, I'm going to guess you're one of them. Ding, ding. I am one of them. Yes. Can you name the other? You know this person well, too. Okay, the scratch says wrestling. Oh, God. My heart says says it's fucking Steve, but that can't be right. You are right. 
Is it? Really? Fucking Steve? Power Power Hour Steve? Power Hour Steve, the general manager, is one of the gauntlet members against Cameron Wayne. God, good for Steve. Holy hell. Now, I don't know how many are involved in each gauntlet. How they are going to do it in one night is beyond me. I don't know if Jed Williamson hit his head on a rock during his time (laughs) of being abducted and where he ended up. It could have been in the desert somewhere for all we know. He was wearing the same clothes that he was abducted in, and he's got more hair. Not much on top, but (laughs) hair through. And I think his beard got thicker, too. But, yeah, that that pretty much wraps up Crash Tested right now. More will be brought to you as as it gets to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically it on that. Um, this upcoming Sunday now, Ileana Pro Wrestling returns for another hellacious event. And uh, that is the company that I was the Chicagoland champion for, where I defeated Joey Roth. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But twice. Now, some will say I cheated. Well, I call it eye for an eye. And besides, the first time. A win's a win, Nubby. A win's a win. And besides, the first time I beat him, it was in under five minutes, and there was no cheating at all. Mm -hmm. So that should tell you something. Um, As far as I know at this time, there is a tag team tournament going to start this Sunday and there are a few qualifying matches in this tournament for the vacated tag team championships as I try to bring it up I had it and then it went away on me technology sucks sometimes uh let's see go 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 where you at where you at I know you're there I know you're there go go Power Rangers alright in one of these matches it, it will be AJ Flyer and Michael Pierce versus mm-hmm. Leo LaFlair and Damian Tyler. Now you might be familiar with Damian Tyler. I believe he was in SCW for a short time. Vaguely. Yeah. Um another qualifying match features Jay Thunder and um Russell T D versus Nick Diamond. And SCW's very own The Sheik. Really? Yes. And then another qualifying match so far. It is Muggsy James and Greg Knight versus Nikki Nix and yours truly, The Amazing Turtle. Oh, fucking love you in the, in the action, man. That's good. See, I, I wish, uh, and I know, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to put myself over current SCW president, uh, Terry or anything, but, uh, I mean, as general manager of high voltage, I give you the opportunity to step back into the ring because we know that that's your true passion is wrestling. Roughing, you're great at, but really it's, it's the wrestling that we want to see Turtle do. So as general manager of high voltage, I give you that opportunity to get in the ring and do what you do best. Terry, for some reason, just wants to keep you behind fucking stripes. I think that's bullshit. You're not the only one that thinks that bullshit. That's but right. We can get we we can get into that once we get to the SCW stuff. Oh yeah. It, it, it kind of ties into what I think um, Steve is probably going to bitch about too. So, <laughs> um, a bitch. I'm just going to criticize it. Well, it's all the same when it comes to you. I think. <laughs> um. Uh, that's about it. Um, let's see. Uh, the address is twenty two thirty wait twenty two three four one Governor's Highway in Richard Richton Park at the VFW Post three eleven. Doors open at one p.m. Showtime two p.m. General mission is fifteen dollars. Kids, if you are ten and under, you're only ten dollars. You will see alternative champion Ewok, who beat the holy snot out of me at the last event. Junior heavyweight champion Scorpion Dorado 
will be in action. Second City Champion Hot Rod Daddy Andy will be in action. Along with League Champion Aaron Stone. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with that guy. Limit Breaker, right? Or is he the backbreaker? No. He breaks something. But Aaron Stone, nonetheless. <laughs> and your host. Because every month we have a host every, you know, every show. Yeah. And the host will be Miles Mercer and Renee Van Peebles, two-thirds of the trio's tag champions. And I'm sure C-Red will be sneaking around because, you know, he's got to be around his people, his group, you know. Even though he uh hosted last month with the rest of the Power Hour. But, hey, you know, C-Red's got an ego. So he's got to show his face everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, that that's uh, what I have for Ileana Pro Wrestling this Sunday in Richmond Park. Doors open at one. Bell time is two. Sunday shows like that all the time, or yeah, it it seems to be easier because everyone else runs on uh, Saturdays and Fridays. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work during football season. Crash tested had a bit of an issue with it. But I guess we'll find out. He, the owner has done it before. I, I did one show before the pandemic, and we had a decent crowd then. So we'll see if it'll play out well for the rest of the year. There's actually going to be a big show happening in October, That, but more information about that will come about in the next month and a half or so. Sunday shows go like that, like in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the show, Devin. Now, being any information you ever have about any independent shows, uh, feel free to share them here on the episode. Um, I'm actually going to give you administrative privileges to our Facebook, so you can share them on there as well. I think I get Steve admin privileges, too. I haven't done that yet. I understand why you haven't. Well, I mean, this probationary period with you, Steve, that no one else seems to have to need. So Here's the thing. I, I just don't want you to get phone calls and people bitching at you because I might put my opinions on there, and they're only opinions. And But, you know, some people take them to heart, and that's fine. Well, you know, it seems like I said, I, I, I praised Del Dorado for like five to ten minutes straight on my podcast, and the only thing I ever hear about is that, that brief three seconds of me saying goofy five count. So you can't please everybody, but, uh, you know, we, we, we do our best to let people know that the opinions of those on JFW are just that. They're just opinions. They don't mean anything and people shouldn't take them to heart. I think, I think just because you're so forceful with behind what you say that it just means a little bit more. See, with me, it's just like, oh, it's just Travesty talking. That goofy fuck. Ah, in one ear, out the other. But you got like an authoritative feel to you. Now, regardless of the fact that, you know, you live off an allowance given to you by your wife, which no big deal. Yeah, man. So, no. I knew you were going to fucking bring that up. <laughs> which is, I mean, there's no shame in it. So what if you got to, you know, make sure you can only buy, you know, a corn dog once in a while because you got to budget your money. Because you only get a certain amount of it on a monthly basis, and I get inflation's a big. What's up? Can't afford to eat Saturday night at the wrestling event, you know. <clears throat> I offered to buy you a hot dog, but I, I got a feeling that your daughter will have dimed you out. <laughs> all right, let's talk through. Uh, let's talk about SCW. Uh, I think I, I, I think I got all the matches right. I know they're not in order, but I don't think the order really matters except for the finale. Um, I wasn't there for the first match. I was running late, so you guys are going to kind of have to help me with the first match. And I know uh, Aaron Xavier and Angel challenged JPH and a partner of his choosing to a tag team match, and I know that opened the show. So either one of you, I don't care who it is, uh, tell me about that first match. Renee Van Peoples, wasn't it? Yes. I don't know. I wasn't there. So, so I was me, the referee. Me. Well, yeah, okay, so Nubby, you uh, you ref the match. Tell me what happened. Share share with me the uh, excitement of that tag match. So, um, Aaron Xavier came out with Angel, um, issuing a challenge to JPH. Obviously, JPH came out and accepted. 
And at the at the moment, he did not have a partner, but um, JPH was jaw jacking the whole time, and Aaron didn't want to wait, so he ran right out there, went right after JPH, and then right in the corner of my eye, there's Renee Van Peebles attacking Angel. I'm like, okay, is she the tag partner? I'm ringing the bell anyway. Let's get this going. <laughs> it's a judgment call on you, which I understand that. Um, now, I do know that uh, Angel or Xavier did pick up the win in that. Uh, whether or not that's the end of this issue between Xavier and JPH is yet to be seen. Uh, I highly doubt it. Uh, I do know that from the last Steam Hollow show, I think Renee Van Peoples is still in line for an SCW uh, Women's Championship match. Um, not sure when that's going to be booked or when that's going to be set, but I'm sure it's going to be here in the near future, especially coming up in September. WrestleTopia, the SCW WrestleMania, is coming up. Uh, Miles Mercer took on uh, Marco Anthony. Um, not a bad match. Uh, I think my favorite part of the match, to be honest with you, was when uh, after Miles picked up the victory, he kind of just rolled out of the ring and laid in front of the fan. Because it was pretty hot in there, especially for the wrestlers in the ring. Um, I did make my way to the backstage at one point uh, during intermission because I had to do some uh, discussions with uh, some upper management there at SCW. Uh, as related to the next match we're going to talk about. And holy hell, like, it was fucking just humid as fuck back in that area. Um, but uh, the Marco Anthony Miles Merchant match was pretty good. Uh, Miles did pick up the win. Amazon was going to take on Kendall Fire uh, for the next round of the uh, high-voltage uh, title that's going to, uh, I think it's going to be crowned to WrestleTopia, if I remember correctly. I think that's what Terry uh, took upon himself to make the decision of. Don't know why my champion wouldn't be crowned on my show, but hey, whatever fucking King Terry says, fucking T- uh, King uh, Terry gets. Uh, Amazon <laughs> that mentioned... That the plan. What are you going to say, Steve? It gives high voltage a little bit on the main show, gives it more coverage. Yeah, first off, do your five count so we don't miss the first part. It, it don't five. That way it gives high voltage a little bit more exposure on the main show. You want to give, okay, if you want to give high voltage exposure on the main show, mention high voltage on the main show. You don't got to take my wrestler. I mean, it's bad enough that they already take uh, VJ Price, VIP, El Dorado on a consistent basis, Amazon, on a consistent basis to SCW. That's fine. I have no problem with that. You know, that that's, that's what high voltage is for, is to take the trainees from the SCW school and get them prepared for SCW. And that's what high voltage is all about, and that's what it's doing. Fine. But high voltage should have their champion crowned on high voltage, but I get it. You know, Terry needs to make the show better and get a wow factor to it. So fine. You know, book, book, book my champion, book my championship on your show, whatever fucking King Terry wants. Anyways, um, <laughs> second round match, uh, Natasha Crane is hosting on Kendall Fire. Kendall Fire didn't show up. Somehow that became my fault, because apparently, whenever something screws up in the big King Terry's fucking show, it falls on me. Now, I'm not saying Terry blamed me. I'm saying that fucking Nubby's best friend, fucking Steve, and the SCW Women's Champion, Natasha Crane, wanted to blame me. Asked me, where's Kendall? Why isn't Kendall here? I didn't book the show. Nubby, did I book that show? I didn't see your name on it. Yeah, I didn't book that show. King Terry booked that show. Nowhere to be fine. But somehow that's my fault? No. Mm-mm. No, not taking blame for it. I will take blame for things that are my fault. This one wasn't me. Terry needs to realize, hey, maybe being president, not only should I, I don't know, show up, but maybe I should see if my wrestlers show up. So that's on him. Not taking fault for that. Now, unfortunately, there was a 10 count made uh, by Steve himself. They even have a referee to come out. Uh, I know uh, <clears throat> the uh, super fan over here uh, wasn't very happy with Steve taking it upon himself to make the thank you. Three, count. four, five. Yes, I had an issue with that. He's not an official. So technically, Kendall Fire was never counted out. Then it kind of like, uh, what was his name? Kerr Henney's son. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the Royal Rumble. Curtis Axe. So wait, well, the referee was not out there. There's no referee. You know, I made the referee assignments. I'm gonna have to uh, reprimand that ref- certain referee who did not go out there when he should have been out there. Yeah. Well, Two, I'll, four, I'll, five. I had an issue with it because Steve's not an official. He's well, not. He's not even a GM or anything. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, and this is what I do know. Right. Um, when Steve signed that contract from Hunter Payne that was offered by Terry, it gave Steve an authority to run SCW when Terry wasn't there. Now, what I'm going to do for Steve, my super fan Steve friend here, um, I do have a meeting with SCW tomorrow, um, and I'm going to put these questions forth to them about a non-referee, a non-official making a 10 count. Now, regardless of the executive power that Steve may have in the company, I don't think he has the authority to make a 10 count in place of a referee. Um, <clears throat> Turtle, you like you said, you were in charge of uh, of the refs. You're, the referee who was scheduled was not out there. So uh, that's something you got to take up with Terry. I can't control that. That's not on me. But because Kendall is one of my wrestlers, and this tournament is uh, representing the championship for High Voltage, I'm going to see what I can to either get this match to actually happen, or if Terry, the Almighty, who oversees all, you know, sticks to the decision that Steve made. But I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be a complete dick about the whole thing and uh, make it a bigger deal than it has to, because why the hell not? Hey, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. That's right. At this point, I think I got to protect my wrestlers, and I don't think he should be penalized for a maybe an error on uh, Czar fucking Terry. Messiah Terry. The great uh, Mount Olympus sitting fucking Terry. I don't know where that goes when you talk to them tomorrow. Five counts, Steve. Three, four, five. There we go. Let me know how that goes when you talk to them tomorrow, please. I will. I, I, I will. I will make sure I make notes of it and we can share it on next week's show. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, which one? Uh, Ward took on Bain X. Uh, it was one of those qualifying matches for the uh, ladder match coming up, uh, I think, at WrestleTopia. Ward uh, took over a victory over Bain X, uh, so Ward took the win on that. Uh, happy to see Ward back. I know he has been at the last couple shows. Uh, aggressive motherfucker. Love that dude. Uh, any key points from that match you guys want to share? I didn't get a chance to watch it, but when I saw them in the back, it looked like they beat the hell out of each other. Just give you a little side note here, guys. Uh, there was a weird glitch in our recording, so uh, we're gonna go from uh, Nubby finishing up his thoughts on the uh, Ward Bain X match, and uh, I made a little comment about uh, T-shirts and stuff, which kind of brought us into what you're going to hear, which is uh, the stuff about T Public and the ad for T Public, but also the uh, merchandise for Dizzle J and all that. Uh, if you guys didn't catch the last show. Uh, Dizzle J is no longer part of JFW, so uh, if you're looking to get some of his merch, I'll explain it to you here right now. Uh, because of the departure of Dizzle J, we're going to remove his merchandise from the uh, store, but uh, out of respect for him, I will keep it up there at least till the end of this season. So you got a couple months to pick up any uh, Dizzle J merch you may want. But uh, at the end of the season, it's going to be removed. It's going to be gone for good. So make sure you get a chance to go over to T-Public, T-E-E-P-U-B, L-A-C.com. Pick up your T-shirts or hoodies or coffee mugs or traveling mugs, pillow, uh, pillows, blankets, tapestries, posters, wall art, notebooks, uh, laptop cases, cell phone cases, anything that you're looking to get JFW logos on. This is there. Also, the uh, the newest uh, logo, the uh, – Fuck your booking uh, shirt is uh, available, and I do own uh, that as well because it's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, I have to get that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it doesn't say fuck your booking on, but it does say you're booking with a little stick figure uh, fucking the Y in New York. So, you know, like the shirt says fuck your feelings, very similar. 
But mine says, you're booking with a little stick figure. You're just going to town on that Y. Hmm. Because I take good ideas and I make them great. <laughs> Hell's bells. All right. Uh, uh, how do I want to do this? Because there's so many great matches on this card. You know, let's go to, uh, I'll, I'll just skip ahead a little bit and then we'll trail back. I want to talk about uh, Caribbean. Uh, Arrogance, yeah. Caribbean Arrogance uh, took on Dysfunction. Uh, Dysfunction picked up the win against them. I'm glad to see some more tag teams showing up in SCW. Don't need to talk too much about that show, but I would love to, or that match. But I, love, I would love to see those tag teams kind of return and kind of rebuild an SCW tag team division. Um, I know there's been like this weird roller coaster of like, like growth and slumps when it comes to either like the women's division or tag division at SCW. And uh Turtle, you might actually know this better than me. You can probably explain it. Is 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 this like a, a lull period in tag teams and women wrestling and independent wrestling, or is it just this area just seems to kinda of have that lag? I believe it um that when it comes to women's wrestling, I think it lags a little bit. It needs more but yeah. I think I'm starting to see more women join schools now it, compared to maybe a year or two ago. But when it comes to the tag teams, I think it depends on where they, which area it is. Because mm-hmm. if you go to, like, Chicago-style wrestling, a lot of tag teams, yeah, they come and go. But it's consistent to where there are at least – four tag teams a show and yeah. maybe it not be the same. You might have your tag champions and maybe they'll face three different ones every couple months, but then the same couple of the same will come back. And it, it's different in different areas. I know SCW is probably one of the companies that don't have a great tag team division, but you also had elite pain who beat everybody and no one wanted to face them. Mm-hmm. And then, then Marco Anthony wasn't there due to whatever his issues were. So they didn't defend the tag titles. And when they did, Hunter had a different partner. Yeah. So, you know, sub in, we saw lunatic. I'm pretty sure C red was there at one point in a match. So yeah, it depends on the area. Still to this day, I have yet to see C-Red in a match. You didn't see him wrestle at all yet? No. Live. I've seen videos, but I've never seen him officially wrestle live. With my new work schedule, I do plan on getting to more wrestling companies. I know he wrestles a lot uh, elsewhere. Uh, I think he just kind of focuses on managing here at uh, Southland Championship Wrestling. But right. I, I, I do get what you're saying. I mean, like, I, I guess there are tag teams in the area, but when it comes to uh, certain Saturdays where, where people are booked, or if you book the same over and over, it becomes repetitive and stale, and that's something you don't want. Um, right. But with Dysfunction, with Caribbean Arrogance, I love that they're there. I hope they're there in the future. Um, any new and upcoming tag teams would be awesome to see them with. Uh, I, just, I just know that SCW tries really hard to grow a women's division and a tag team division. It just seems like you get these get these points where like, hey, you got like three or four women, you got like three or four tag teams, and all of a sudden it kind of trickles away, and now you're stuck with like mm-hmm. maybe two, maybe three of each, and it's just like how many times can you see Elite Pain take on Evil Games Evil before it becomes stale, or you see, you know, Dysfunction take on Elite Pain, or Dysfunction take on Elite Pain. It just, it just yeah, it, just, it gets the stale part of it. They just don't want to see over and over. And then you get people like Steve, who sits in the corner like, fight somebody else. It's like, what? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. What the fuck you mean I say that? <laughs> it just seems like something that would be said by Steve. All right, I'll say it, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, hey, you're not yelling to throw a, micro- or a megaphone anymore, so that's progress. Well, I can bring uh, – one, two, three, four, five. I can bring that some bitch thing thing back. <laughs> Might piss, it pissed a lot of people off when I had it. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go to uh, let's go to uh, VIP taking on uh, a new wrestler. I can't remember the wrestler's name. Do you guys remember 
Steve, you knew him as 12 back in, uh, back in the day, but does I remember what his new name is? Cause I, I didn't quite catch it in the, uh, when it was announced. I want, sorry, sorry, sorry. One, two, three, four, five. There we go. Um, I couldn't, I know he's the Hawaiian hitman. Yeah, I got that part. I was back, in the, back in like the late nineties when he wrestled for WWA for Mike Bonomo. Yeah. He was, uh, 12. Part of the, they call the Masters of Brutality, MOB. Mm-hmm. He was actually a pretty fucking good wrestler back then. He, he's still pretty decent now. But, yeah, I uh, I don't know his name, but I know it was the Hawaiian Hitman. I can't remember his name, though. Um, Nobby, do you remember what it was called? No, I'm blanking on it. All right. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to get that information uh, for next time, because I, I know he said it, but fucking Stevie's fucking shoes are just so bright and flickering the entire fucking time. Just for life, he couldn't remember. Um, but the debut was awesome. I think he did really well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw this dude kind of, uh, cause I know he has a wrestler for a bit. I think there was like the, a night, uh, there was a break in between the time he used to wrestle and the time he's wrestling now, obviously. Um, I saw him at the training school. Uh, he came in and, uh, you know, he was, he was practicing with everybody. And you know what? It, the, the moment I saw the dude like just start warming up, I was like, this guy could get in the fucking ring tomorrow. And when I saw he was booked on the card, I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, somebody kind of fucking listened to me when I said, get this fucking dude on, you know, on the card in front of people and everything and try to pull everything out of him that he has now because he has the energy. Uh, he, he's exciting. He's really cool. Um, I gotta get his fucking name though and maybe I'll get him on the show and talk to him about his history because that'd be awesome too. Uh, but yeah, he picked up the win over VIP, uh, awesome frog splash, uh, from the corner, there was a moment where I thought he was going to slip and fall forward, and like, luckily he didn't. Kind of caught himself, but um, yeah, no, dude, dude looks great in the ring. So I'm really happy that he's there in SCW, and who knows if he kind of returns to the independent scene or if SCW is his place to be. Uh, you guys want to talk about uh, Eldorado and VJ Price? Or you want to talk about Cobra and Karen? I'll let you guys pick. One, two, uh, three, four, five. It don't matter whichever one you want to start with. Well, I'm giving you guys a choice. I I don't want to I don't want to control the whole thing. I'm giving you an option. Do Pick Cobra one. and Carrot. Cool. Tell me about Cobra and Carrot. What about them? Talk about the match. Oh, it was actually a pretty damn good match. I when they got up on top of the bathroom though, mm-hmm. I thought that last time they wrestled they went off that son of a bitch. They did it this time. Yeah, but uh, seems like uh, Cobra's got a little bit of chip, chip, chimp on his shoulder there. A chimp, a chimp on his shoulder. Yeah, chip, chimp, chip, 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 chimp, chip, whatever. Chip, chip. I'm trying to keep it going so you know I don't go. I'm above water right now, so I'm trying to keep it going. Yeah, it seems like it seemed like the idea was to go off of that bathroom, but if you watch like during the match. Uh, Kara was really, you know, trying to take weight off of that leg as much as possible. And I think he did the smart thing and just kind of like getting down from the side rather than, you know, leap into his death from like, you know, the front. Because there was nothing to land on. There's no, there's no table or anything to break his fall. No. That was, that was it. So I think the smart move was the way he came down. But the fact that for the first time in my life being at the Shaban Civic Center, somebody was actually up there. Um, the closest thing I ever seen to to that recently for SCW was when uh, Maverick Cage took on Max Holiday for the SCW Championship match in uh, Clifton when they went onto the catwalk that you know unfortunately busted uh, Max Holiday's uh, leg, but it was okay because of that and everything. And he you know vacated the title, he gained it later to become the longest reigning three time SCW Heavyweight Champion that we all know and love. So, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Max Holiday, current POW champion, by the way, too. Um, El Dorado, VJ Price, uh, False Count Anywhere match. Uh, didn't end the way we thought. Well, before we even get to that, we saw um, the professor, formerly known as Keist, come out, announce his new faction, Top Shelf. Uh, first guy to join the group, uh, El Dorado. 
And uh, Steve, uh, a lot of people mentioned that they're shocked and surprised about how excited you were that uh, Eldorado was uh, named uh, part of the group. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think if he goes, he gets with Keith, he's going to be able to get him in the right direction, mm-hmm. get his focus more on the wrestling than entertaining those fans and shabans. Get in there, get the job done, get your money, go home. I think Keith is going to be able to talk to him and focus him more on the wrestling than coming out and dancing and stuff. You get El Dorado focused there, big man like that, you're looking at possible champion, man. Possible champ. So in your mind, do you think it's better for El Dorado to not care about the fans, not dancing around? You you almost want him to be like a like a King Kong Bundy kind of Vader, just going out there tearing through people and fucking leaving. One, two, three, four, five, eight, just fucking five count shit. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think you're doing the fuck with me. But anyway, no, it's nubby, uh, nubby. Isn't it easier after the five count to under, understand what he's saying? Yeah, like, but the last few times it actually has worked. Well, don't tell him, nubby. But. Oh, I'm kidding. Actually, no, it hasn't. It actually hasn't worked. It, it still sucks. <laughs> Stick with the five count. <laughs> Not one, two, three, four, five. No, I you, you can give a little praise to the fans, but yeah. I don't know. I just think El Dorado and the Santa knock on the guy. Guy, guy can move for a big man. I, I give him all the respect. Mm-hmm. But I think with Keith there, the professor, he's going to be able to keep him more focused. Yeah. about wrestling and getting the win. And if you get that, you know, I, that big man can be champion eventually, I think, to even get, you know, the Genesis title or the heavyweight title. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, and I have the con- I've had the conversation with uh, El Dorado before, and I actually had a conversation with a lot of the guys uh, uh, over the last couple months and everything, or the last month, I guess. We saw JPH turn sides over to Power uh, Entertainment, we saw uh, James Creed go down with a nasty leg injury. Realistically, like, there, it's really hard to find the top guy right now. I mean, obviously there's Hunter Payne. We know that. But the top guy for SCW. Because they, they're they losing guys, unfortunately, whether it be to turning sides, injury, or what have you. So I, I said there, I, you know, I talked to El Dorado once in a while. You know, he's at the wrestling school a lot. He's one of my, you know, he's one of my guys for high voltage and, you know, with me, you know, having the uh, the career I had in independent wrestling, you know, dating back all the way to 2007, 2008, training in wrestling schools and, you know, making my presence known, you know, worldwide through podcasting. You know, once in a while I get somebody to come up to you and say, Travesty, what do, what do I got to do? You know, like, am I getting over enough? Am I doing good? And I'm like, listen, dude, this is your fucking time to shine. Like, I, I get that. I get that he loves pandering to the crowd. I get that he loves dancing for everyone. It's cool. Yeah. People, people, people love that he does it. He's a fan favorite. There is no doubt. It, it, it's hard to, it's hard to look at because we, we, we know Keith. We know Keith from Bulletproof LLC. Not very liked. You know, uh, fucking, I mean, obviously, Steve, I know you love Keith. I know you love Bulletproof LLC. I know they kept yeah. you heavily, you know, heavily invested and financially, you know, comfortable, if you will. I don't, you know, cause, I, you know Oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five. You know, you noticed I didn't have to get an allowance until Bulletproof LLC went out of business. Right? Yeah, that, that that was surprising me. I mean, like, beforehand, you know, you're just fucking throwing out fucking, oh, baby girl, you want some fucking chips? Go get chips and a fucking hot dog. Like, what? Now you're just like, mm, maybe we'll split that fucking nacho. <laughs> so. But, no, I, and the thing is, like, you know, I know – I know after Bulletproof LLC went under, uh, Adam Cage, VJ Price, Keith, y'all went their separate ways. Uh, Bo Anderson, God knows where. He disappeared. It's, it's hard to look at Keith like, you know, like he's anything but the, the sneaky, you know, criminal that he is. But I, it, it almost seems like the, the ending of Bulletproof kind of gave like a rebirth to Keith. Like almost like, like, the old SCW president, Keith, the fan favorite, the, the ones that, you know, everyone loves to have around, love to, you know, to cheer for. And it seems like that's the Keith we're starting to get back. It's, it's like he, re, 
He he rebranded himself into the professor now, and he wants yep. to create he wants to create this this uh this group that not only will like you know be a dominant because you know, obviously when when you're a manager, uh, Nubby, you know this you 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 dabbled in managing yourself and you've seen it over the years being in uh, independent wrestling. A manager can make or break a fucking wrestler's career. You know, they it can it can build him up or he just be a fucking you know you know fucking uh, curtain jerker if you will. You know, uh, C. Red is proof of that. You know, look at Marcy Rocket and, you know, the Soul Touchers. Uh, fucking, you know, he managed uh, Lee Payne and Team Dammit, like all these fucking guys. So I know that he wants to not only create a group or a team or even the individual they have right now at El Dorado to be dominant and to tear through, like, SCW. But the thing is, it seems like he wants to do it the right way now. He doesn't want to do, like, the... The, the cheating or the, the you know, the, the backhanded way of doing things. And I got to give a lot of respect for Keith for doing that. You know, he, he he made a point to accept the mistakes that he's made to come out and say, hey, listen, I want to surround myself with the right people, with the good people, the best people that SCW has to offer. And who better than the biggest fan favorite in SCW currently, Eldorado. And the thing is, and I told Eldorado, like, you have an opportunity now to make people think, who the fuck is James Creed? Like, that is his, <laughs> that is his opportunity right now. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not taking anything away from what Creed has done. Creed, Creed has made a name for himself in SCW. He's always going to be known at SCW. But there's a brief moment where Eldorado can step into that ring, tear through everybody in it, and make a name for itself to the point where people are like, this is the SCW guy. And then when Creed comes back, instead of Creed just stepping right back into his spot, he's going to have to fight to get his spot back from a guy like El Dorado. Yeah, and I think with I think with Keith in his corner, I think it's going to make it that much better and that much easier because Keith is going to be able to teach him some things that Eldorado, I mean, let's be honest, and I'll be honest about because I don't want to speak like, oh, Eldorado's the end-all be-all. He does have work he has to do. There's no doubt about that. The biggest thing is we have yet to hear Eldorado talk. Like, he did one promo at Steve Hollow, fine. But there's really no, like, he hasn't done enough, like, you know, like social media, huge fucking thing in wrestling today. I mean, fucking nobody. I mean, how many times have people actually done promos that you remember in independent wrestling before Elite Pro did it? Ah, uh, you know, I don't think many did. Like, you had LWF and, like, like Windy City, they did it, but no one really did after them until, yeah. you know, social media. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a small group of small of it was a small group of companies in a in a fucking worldwide basis of independent wrestling, and the thing is that was fucking late nineties, early two thousand, shit like that. Right. Like social media has come such a long way in the last twenty two twenty five years, to where every single independent wrestler in, in the business today should be on social media, plugging themselves, shooting out promos doing everything they can to make a name for themselves. I think that's the one thing that El Dorado is missing. He needs to get himself on social media, let people know who the fuck he is. That way when people come in, the new people at SCW, they don't have to question like, hey, you know, who the fuck is this guy? They should know by what's shown on Facebook, what's shown on the Southland Championship Wrestling Facebook page, shit like that. It shouldn't have to be just me talking about him to where the fucking people in Indonesia and fucking Africa and... uh over there in Australia and shit, where because we're worldwide. And, you know, I didn't have to be in the business for twenty years. See, so Red said you had to, but you don't. I'm not in twenty years, and I'm world fucking wide. It's amazing. You could Google me; I show up. Um, social media gets you there, and I think that's what's going to help. You know, El Dorado. Also, Keith, I th- I'm excited to see this faction because Keith is doing his homework. He's finding the right fucking guys. Especially yeah. uh, after, go ahead. What's up, Steve? No, I was just saying, yeah, he he's, he is. He's, I think he'll be able to help yeah. Eldorado with all that. But honestly, yeah, Keith can be your your talker. Eldorado don't need to talk. You just go out there and work. 
Yeah, but that's the thing, though. And, and Nubby, you could back me up on this. Like, you have to be well-rounded regardless of who's going to be your manager. You need to be able to talk as well as you can wrestling. Right? Well, yeah and no. I mean, look at Brock Lesnar. He doesn't talk, like, at all except here and there. He'd had Paul Heyman, and that's all he needed. But, yeah, I believe you should be able to somewhat. I mean, I try. I'm not the greatest. I have my moments, but you should be able to do both. I think you can do both if you practice both, even Mm -hmm. in front of a mirror. Just talk to yourself. I do it all the time. If I'm not cutting a promo, I just talk to myself. It happens. Fuck yeah. That's the best way to do it. Half the time when I'm laying in my fucking shower crying, I ask myself, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why aren't you a better person? You know, why do you keep doing to yourself? Yeah, it's practice. If you, even if we talk to yourself as like you know, fucking you know, spoon that fucking empty bottle of wine. But hey, whatever. Um, Alderado and VJ Price came to a no contest at the JPH, and Scott Spade came in and attacked them. Um, weird concept of a uh, of uh, you know, a no decision and a false count anywhere. But hey, you know what? Everything happens in wrestling. You know, you can't expect a winner to happen when you expect a winner to happen. So. Oh, what, yeah, what, it, held the, it, what decision was going to be made? Yeah, it's they, a referee they, judgment. Yeah, yeah. The, the way the way I see it, that the referee made a judgment call. If the guys weren't able to get up and move forward, then there's nothing else you could do. You have to call the batch for the benefit of the referee. Nubby, I don't think you'd have done it any differently. You know, it's, I mean, yeah. If you want to sit there and wait five, ten minutes for them to get up and hope to God that they are coherent enough to move forward in the match, but you know what? Yeah, you could do that, but. I mean, when you're in the ring with those guys, I mean, like, you have to take the responsibility into your own hands where it's like, hey, listen, I don't think these guys can continue. We're fucking calling it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fair decision, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think anyone would argue with how great a decision that was. Uh, okay. Uh, so, main event time. Max Holiday, POW uh, Entertainment Champion, taking on Scott Spade, SCW Heavyweight Champion. Has been termed title for title. Um... Steve, no, it, oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. It started for the POW Championship. Let's start that. Okay. Initially, yeah, it, was it was announced. Not title for title. It was initially announced as a POW Entertainment Heavyweight Championship match for Max Holiday's POW Championship against Scott Spade. Right. But things change. Cards subject to change, man. Gotta hear that shit. I still want to know how Scott Spade got that to happen in the first place when it's an SCW show the SCW title should have been on the line regardless if there was a POW title there or not okay does does Scott Spade book the shows no so whenever the booker man or the pencil as Brian Pinnell would call it whenever he writes that in that's on them you're you're a wrestler. You know how they did. They say, "Hey, you're putting this title on the line tonight." Or you're not. Okay, it's your company. You know, as the promoter. The, be- the best way. Was. The best way I could answer it is we know we know how Hartford is from Powell. We know that it, it doesn't take them much to use lawyers to get what they want. Lawyers, um, lawyers are a great fucking thing, man. I love a good lawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah just, he's a sneaky little bitch, and I can say that now. Because I'm not on Facebook and I don't have to, I'm not going to get banned. So, Hefford, you're a sneaky ass bitch. That's, no, he's not sneaky. He's not a sneaky bitch. He's a smart, clever pre- uh, man. He's very smart in what he does. He's he a smart ass bitch. That's what he is. Yeah. He he's definitely he's definitely one of those shady kind of guys. He's no different. You know what he reminds you? He reminds you of Sentinel. Oh so fuck! <laughs> you had to bring up that name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Blast from the past. He reminds you so much. He he just he he has this way of trying to convince people that he's not the bad guy, but we all know he's the fucking bad guy. And they they've gone they've gone with lawyers before to get what they want. And I have no doubt that you know this whole thing about you know the POW championship being on the line was nothing more than enacting a rematch rematch clause from POW. The POW not wanting to wait till their next show. They wanted to get back. As soon as possible, which was here at SCW. Now, the one thing that fucking Messiah Terry did right is to also include 
the SCW Heavyweight Championship being on the line as well, because it has been some time since Spade defended the SCW Heavyweight title. So why not put both titles on the line to determine... You know how many well? times there are fucking months between title defenses in this company? Why all of a sudden are we worrying about how many times Spade defended it? Because I care. That's how much. I, I value I value it to a point where I feel that the title should be on the line. If your champion has the title, he should be on the card defending that championship. That's why everyone keeps giving me all this shit about, oh, I don't know why you're calling Max Howdy the longest reigning SCW heavyweight champion. He didn't have to defend it because of the pandemic. Well, it happened, bud. It counts. I'm sorry. I don't get to make the rules. It's just not, how I, it is. I, I'm not saying never have. I give him that. Here's one thing I'll tell you. Here's one thing I'll tell you. I, I started this podcast in June of 2017. I'm officially at the five-year mark regardless of how many months goes by before I put another show up, because it's just how life is. I understand it. I, I get you. I give you Max Holiday as your longest rate, SCW, mm-hmm. three times, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Go on. Oh, we good? Good. Yeah, we're, we're good. Thank you. Uh, needless to say, at the end of the match, if you guys were there and saw it, if not, I'll describe it to you real quick. Um, Spade's manager kind of distracted Max Holiday. Max Holiday chased her down the uh, ring. Uh, ten counts started. As Max Holiday came back uh, up the stairway, JPH came out, distracted him again. Max Holiday chased off JPH, ultimately causing a contact, uh, ten count. Match over. Uh, Spade picked up the win, but no titles changed hands. Until... Steve gets a phone call. And who else yeah. called Steve but the uh the uh the, the ruler of SCW, uh Mr. Terry, current president of SCW Terry, Messiah Terry, Man, the gold are... the golden calf Terry Captain. Talk, oh, some, Captain. talk some shit about your president there. Well yeah, because uh uh this is Podcast Travis, not GM of high voltage Travis. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was. I trust me. Like when when I when I agreed to become high voltage, I told him flat out, like I'm not going to change who I am, and I will be honest. Here's the thing: if Terry doesn't want me to talk bad about Terry, then Terry should show up more. What? I can't talk. I can't talk bad about him not being there if he's there, right? Well, who's his boss? Nobody. He's the he's the guy. He gets to make his own rules. He's the boss that says, "I want you here at eight a.m." when he walks through the fucking door at noon. So hey, oh, maybe like you if, said though, it's his kingdom, his castle. Yeah, which is fine. Terry can do whatever Terry fucking wants. But hey, you can't yell at me if I'm you know pointing out the fucking obvious. Terry, show up to your shows more often. Hey. Maybe, you know, Kendall Fire would have been there. Or maybe Adam Cage would have been there. Or maybe, you know, maybe the attacks on Max Holiday wouldn't have happened. And all this shit that Steve wants to blame me for, maybe you could take the fall for the actions that you create. Step up. Be a man. God damn it. So Terry Terry makes a phone call to Steve, which blows my mind that he made the phone call to Steve because motherfucker walked through the fucking entrance five minutes later. Why not just come out? Well, I got to make a phone call. Was he going to hide the entire fucking time? That's what I don't get. But anyways, not to not to question, uh, you know, Terry's integrity, uh, Mr. fucking Windy City. Um, now, so, don't, start talk, don't talk shit about Windy City. Come on. Now. I'm just I'm just saying. I get I get to do his law respect because he's a Windy City guy, but he's he's not he's not he's no president. He's just not. Dang. Anyways, yeah. Anyways. What's he going to do? He doesn't listen to the fucking show. It's not like he's going to say anything to me. Well, here's the thing. Just because he don't listen to the show, somebody may say, hey, you need to listen to this because this fucking GM of Voltage. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. It's different. Yeah. Well, as far as as far as I know, as of right now, because I've said a lot of shit about Terry, I don't think Terry could directly fire me. I think it has to be a mutual agreement of the board of directors. So... um. I'm sure he can sure as hell try, but apparently I'm still here. Sure. Um, Terry comes out and announces that Scott Spade will defend that SCW Heavyweight Championship. 
at the current show that they're at. And then boom, Steve's buddy comes through the fucking uh, through the fucking entrance. Yeah, coming yeah, down, uh, coming down. Caesar himself, Hunter hey. fucking pain. The prodigal son of Southland Championship Wrestling coming undone by Corn. A great old fucking son. It needs to be updated, by the way. Comes down to to rid Scott Spade of that SCW Heavyweight Championship. Pins him one. Two, three, to become two-time SCW Heavyweight Championship. Bringing the title back to SCW. So, so okay. Steve, well, this, this, okay, that, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, here's the thing, Steve. Before you begin, this is going to be your opportunity. But keep in mind, I do have to work in the morning, and I can't deal with any phone calls. So just mind your P's and Q's when you go with this. Okay? I'm going to mind my P's and Q's, okay? I'm just going to give my unbiased opinion. Mm. See, that's where okay. we have a problem, Steve. Okay, no, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> let, let, me, let me go here, because we've been on this almost for two fucking hours. I think this is the longest podcast I've ever been a part of, but anyway. I don't know. You should be in bed by now. I don't. <laughs> anyway. Go ahead. Okay. One, Scott Spade just wrestled a match against... Not a fucking rookie, a fucking veteran that's a tough son of a bitch in Max Holiday. You mean the longest reigning three-time SCW yes, heavyweight champion? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. The greatest POW heavyweight champion of all time? That guy? Of all uh, time. I, of nah, all time. I'd say, that's, I'd say that's Terry Allen. Anyway. Of course you would. The Messiah. Um, you said you weren't going to be biased. You're so well, biased. That's my <laughs> opinion. What I'm saying here is, to me... Yes, Hunter Payne is a top-level wrestler in SCW. Mm-hmm. He's a top-level wrestler in Windy City. Yeah. Does he deserve a title match? Of course he does. Yes. But the way it happened is bullshit. That's cherry-picking, trying to get an easy win for the title. You have okay. the president of the company use damn near exclusive wrestle app, say you're going to defend this. Hunter Payne's all arrested. They knew they were going to do this. Scott Spade had no idea this was coming. He busted open. Max Halliday took him to the limit. And then Hunter Payne cherry picks the title. That That is not being mean to Hunter. That's just my opinion. That To me, that's like cashing in or money in the bank. I've always said money in the bank cash-ins are cherry picking. That's just me. That's the whole point of money in the bank. I know, it's bullshit. I don't like the money in the bank. I never have, never will. All right. Is that all you want no, to say? That's, yeah, see, I, 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 if you get a phone call in the morning, I do apologize. No, I think but that was good. My, I, think, I think that was good. I, and I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That it, it, it was underhanded. But the thing is, you know, I want to do this. I want, I want Nubby to give his point of view on it, and then I'm going to give my point of view, and we'll wrap this up. So, Nubby, give me your point of view of how the ending of the uh, show played out. All right. So, let's go back to the actual match between Spade and Max first. So, um, Max kind of gave me a hard time because I'm an SCW referee. You know, I've been at the front line, you know, Mm -hmm. and I counted Max out. Now... As a referee, because unlike Powell's referee, Brian Allen, I actually want to do my job regardless of what Powell did to me. And I haven't forgotten that day, you know, Mm -hmm. at the high-voltage taping. Did not forget. I just joined SCW. I wasn't even part of the war at the time. Is that when they helped uh, celebrate the young man's birthday party? Yeah, let, let's um invade a <coughs> birthday party. Yeah, oh, it shows how tough they, they are. Helping the young man celebrate his birthday, but I won't. I won't interrupt you. Go ahead. Right, right, right. We we know you're. We know how that is. So <laughs> I I just feel like why do you why are some of these guys still going to give me shit because I did not you know go in the biased direction? I did my job. In fact, I let both of them do what they want in the beginning of the match. I yeah. could have counted them both out at the beginning. 
But I follow yeah, him true. all the way around the building. Tripped in the process. Oh, no, man. some squirrel try to attack me or something. <laughs> Damn. Um, and no, I let them fight. But yeah. when you are going to take it upon yourself to chase after people that are distracting for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. trying to cheat like Paul does. Oh, you're, and you get yourself counted out that that is your problem. I oh, yeah. I feel bad that Max lost, but I have to do my job. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I take my job seriously, no matter what my feelings are about Powell. Yeah. Well, I, I still say fuck Powell, Chris, and Chris Hedberg and everything, but I gotta do my job. I like them God best. Damn. Now, <laughs> when it comes to Hunter Payne, yeah. Sure, in some way, you might be right that it was kind of shitty the way it happened, but we're also in a war, and all hey, fair on the I'll, war. I'll give, him, I'll give him credit. It was a smart move. Smart move. It was smart, and let's not forget what Powell has done in the past. Scott Spade cheated to win the belt the first time, which got him stripped in the process, but still, nonetheless... Powell got involved, and he won the title then. From JPH, of all people. Mm-hmm. Um, then, let's see. The match with uh, James Creed. What did... What, let's see. I try and do my job. I stop uh, Spade from punching, and I get elbowed in the face, and I know that was on purpose. Because an accidental hit wouldn't have happened the way it did. So we, we know how these POW guys are. So in in a war, you're going to do what you got to do. And Terry Allen made the match, and Hunter Payne just happened to be there, and he's number one contender in Terry's eyes. So it the match happened, and no cheating happened except on POW's side. Again, I did see the last second before I rang the bell, which I had. Couldn't do anything about. Mistress Misery, low blow to Hunter Payne. And then then he gets in the ring, and then I'm like, well, I have to ring the bell. The match has to start. So well, I rang it, and then, you know, Hunter recovered. So I think uh, on that level, it's even. It, just for that point. Yeah. No, you know what? And honestly, you you kind of like made the same points that I was going to make. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe it, it was uh, it was wrong on Terry to throw Hunter Payne at an already beaten down Scott Spade. But realistically, when you see all the shit that Powell has done to not only steal the SCW Heavyweight Championship but the SCW Tag Team Championships, the fact that uh, Mistress Misery stole the tag title though that was a pretty oh they did no they stole it um. Trust me, they stole it. Uh, thieves. Stole I was there. Criminals. Theft. But the fact that Mr. Uh, Misery and JPH got themselves involved uh, in the Max Holiday Spade match, the fact that Misery low-blowed uh, Hunter Payne before their match, Scott Spade got out of the ring and attacked Hunter Payne before the match, Scott Spade was one that threw Hunter into the ring. If he was a genius on his own, he could have attacked Hunter outside the ring and never had the match can, uh, even begin with. But he's the one that threw him into the ring, basically saying, hey, let's fucking do this, and then lost. So Spade ultimately, how did it to themselves? Spade could have walked away. He could have ran out the building like they always do. 100%. He's not, he's not, he's not a runner. He's a fighter. Like he ran last time. Well, he runs. He runs quite a bit. Nobody ran. He runs they quite all a bit. Ran. He runs qu- quite a bit. I I think his Uber was there that night, and he had to catch it. You know, you don't want to yeah. change your Uber up. You know. Yeah. No, that dude. That dude is a Boston Marathon veteran because he runs so much. They <laughs> all do. They all ran. Especially Chris Hedford. He runs. Runs like a, a girl with a banana in his ass. But hey. Still right. <laughs> uh, uh, is there anything? Is there anything else from the SCW show you guys want to mention? Uh, no. I think we covered everything, right? 
Yep. All right. Uh, as far as I know right now, the next SCW show is August 27th out in Shabans. Uh, I'm not sure the name of it yet, uh, but we'll get more information on it as we go forward. Um, we're going to wrap up this, uh, this episode. I want to thank, uh, Nubby and, uh, Earth Turtle and Steve for, uh, being here. Uh, you guys can get more of them as we move forward into the podcast. We bring this to you on a weekly basis. Uh, Turtle's going to be here uh, a lot more often. Steve's going to be able to pop in now when he can. Hopefully not keeping him up way past his bedtime like we did. Oh, you, you are tonight. Shit. You know, I'm usually done got an hour of sleep by now. I know, but how 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 much how pumped are you for the fact that we're doing this podcast again? You gotta be a little excited. I am. It's you know I, I you know I threw my little fit a few months ago. I'm over it now. So yeah, right. I mean, you're so excited. You're sitting there mixing a fucking Rob Roy while Nubby was trying to give his opinion on the fucking main event. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, Nubby is going to bring us more independent uh, news and dates uh, surrounding uh, the Midwest region because he is so involved in other wrestling uh, companies. Is there any in particular coming up maybe in the next uh, week or so that you want people, a lot of people to know? Or, um, You know, I, I don't have any full details at this point, but just uh, keep your ears open. Watch out on social media for uh, Chicago-style wrestling Rocket Pro Wrestling, which I am very heavily in, inside the company now. I am officially a member of the Rocket Pro roster, and I will be there in September for their, um, I guess we'll call it, I'll call it the Rocket Rumble, and the winner oh. gets uh, the shot at the title. Um, a lot. We'll talk more about how I got into Rocket Pro mm-hmm. at uh, sometime down the line once we get closer. But yeah, look for Chicago style Rocket Pro. Um, I'm sure we'll have some uh, ARW stuff coming up as their show is in August, August 13th. Um, we'll we'll have a lot to talk about, and hopefully, if we have uh, Mr. Steve over there, he won't have to count to five every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, uh, yeah, uh, Turtle and Steve are both going to have access to the Facebook page going forward, so they're going to be able to share whatever they want uh, on oh, there yeah. as well. All so right. uh, uh, make sure you guys do follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Just Freak Wrestling or the JLW Podcast. Again, like I mentioned earlier, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Just by searching Just Freak Wrestling or JLW Podcast. Now, since this J is no longer with the company, I need somebody to say, time to ring the bell on this episode after I say that's all I got. So who wants to do it this week? I guess I will since I'm new. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <sighs> all right, that's all I got. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis D. Steve. What the fuck did you do, Steve? Why'd you interrupt me? <laughs> did you fucking ding? Did you ding? Yeah, I did. Oh, God damn. Okay. Nubby, do it again. Steve, you know what to say when you say it. Nubby, go ahead. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis Steve. Uh, Illinois' most hated wrestling fans, super fan Steve. Cowabunga dudes. And thank you for listening to us. So, just for wrestling, the JFW podcast. Steve, tell them what they need to hear. This podcast is over like most wrestlers wish they were. Boom.